Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Angston. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in studio, Scottsdale, Arizona, joined as always by Randy Angston. What's up, guy? Hey, buddy. So. <laughs> so, uh, uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> a couple things to note, guys. Right away, we've got the Fitness Growth Summit. The uh, registration is opening. I'm not sure exactly. If it's Hopefully a, next week. Early. Go to fitnessgrowthsummit.com. If it's open, you can register now. 30 speakers, same topic. You've got 60 days left of payroll. You've lost 50% of your clientele and you need to rebuild your business. How would you do it? 30 different speakers, 30 different answers, all amazing presentations. It's all there for you, fitnessgrowthsummit.com. A lot of work went into this one. Yeah, and we touched on it a little bit in the past, but I think my favorite aspect of this is we didn't just go to the same speakers you guys see and hear at every summit saying the same things over and over. I mean, we put a lot of time and attention, went outside the fitness industry a little bit as well. Yes. And, uh, you know, tied in some digital marketing experts, website experts, other, I mean, literally completely different industries. I mean, I'll, just, I'll speak to him. We have Cody Nears, an e-commerce expert. Yeah, Todd Brown, who's somebody I look up to. Absolutely. Uh, we've hired him as uh, for mm-hmm. consulting. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. You, I, I had the opportunity to go back and, and go out to his uh, E5 camp. That yeah. was a bla- it was amazing. Yeah, amazing information, guys. Stuff that nobody in the fitness industry is no. talking about. Nobody. That's Todd Brown. We got Dan Henry, a guy who's made millions and millions of dollars selling his educational courses. Mm-hmm. Amanda Dake talking about online programs. Yeah, Andy Bradbury, mm-hmm. Startup Active. We brought him on. He's he's the guy that does all of our websites. And then Martin Rooney, Rick Mayo, Frank Nash, John Berardi, all those guys are on there, plus many more. And you know what's also really cool? There are a couple of folks that are kind of up and comers, mm-hmm. brought it. They knew that they had to. <laughs> they knew the competition was yeah, high for this, and everybody brought their best. Uh, guys, fitnessgrowthsummit.com. It's a free ticket. You can get access. It's only available for a specific three days. You can watch those recordings there. But if you get the all access pass, boom, you get that kind of uh, lifetime access, access to that. Access, sure. So I would say it's probably one of the most difficult things that we've done to, you know, as far as a, a summit speaker marketing thing that we've done funnel it's it has been hard but the information is evergreen so and it's, it's invaluable i mean at a time right now where how many of you guys listening i mean how many of you are in a situation where you've lost a percentage of your membership cash flow is at a an all-time low mm-hmm. you might not even be open since march still you know i right. mean we're speaking to re- this is real world applicable information and uh we did our damnedest to bring some serious, serious fire. So Some serious goodies. And one of the things that almost every speaker talked about is cutting expenses was kind of like kind of a theme, but never cutting marketing. They said, don't cut your marketing. That was a topic that came up in our business talk with yep. fitness professionals group on like, hey, are you guys scaling back your, your marketing? The answer is no. Do not ever, under any circumstances, stop marketing. That doesn't mean you have to spend money on marketing. It just means that you should never stop marketing. But I would also 
recommend you not stop spending on marketing because that's how you're going to get the biggest reach anyway. Yeah. And, you know, really what is marketing? What is marketing? What's the goal of marketing? And the answer to that is to multiply capital. Multiplication of capital is what you do with the, what the kind of the end result is of marketing. Successful marketing. Correct. Successful marketing. The goal is to put a dollar in, make $4 out the back, you know, or more yep. or, or at least double, you know, like two, $2 out is great. I've seen, you know, we call it ROAS, return on ad spend, you know, 1.5. It's okay. It's still, you're still making more than you're investing. So there's a return on investment there. So uh, that, that just means you put a dollar in, a dollar 50 comes out. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, you know what? That's still a win. It's still a win. Every time. Yeah. And so really the takeaway for this episode is like, what are you doing right now that is getting your voice out there? Because guess what's happening? There's people that are really interested in fitness right now, really interested in fitness. I mean, we're seeing extreme growth and that's because we doubled down on marketing. Yeah. We practice what we preach here at Pulse and we were like, you know what? I'm doubling down. Everybody else pulled their money out. We're going double down and we're getting leads and clients and hell, I mean, I'll share our, our ad spend our last five thousand dollars in ad spends generated twenty thousand five hundred fifty three dollars. I mean, it was just under five thousand four thousand nine hundred thirty five dollars generated well over twenty thousand. Keep doing that. Take it. And so that what does that go to show? I mean, it's basically saying like people are out looking for fitness right now. Yeah. And so, so let's talk about a couple of things you can do for marketing. I think there's a lot of like normal things. You can shoot emails out. You can you can do organic posting on your social medias. But then there's also other stuff like educational. You can run lead magnets. Yep. We, we spoke to lead magnets not too long ago. Yeah, we talked about, what was that podcast about? Controlling traffic. There you go. Right? Yes. And, uh, you know, marketing is a big aspect in that. How do you bubble somebody up into the control and being able to create that one-to-one? -one? Yeah. That, you need to- They own your traffic. Owning the traffic, yeah. And uh, lead magnets are a great way to- own that traffic, get somebody into your wheelhouse so you can now create that one-to-one -one communication. Yep. Yep. I mean, going live and just talking about life. I mean, that's marketing too. It's transparent marketing. That's um, going, showing people your face because that's, mm -hmm. that's uh, something that comes up quite a bit. And some of the stuff you talk about, Randy, is like, you know, when they see you on the video and then they walk into the gym and see you talking to them, they're like, yeah. Wow. Closed well, loop. Not only that, but how about, uh, here's a conversation I had with one of our coaching clients this past week. Actually, it was a previous coaching client. Uh, no, it was a CLA client. I gave a little additional bonus to Okay. <laughs> I had to think of who it bonus. was. And I'm like getting into the conversation. The issue here was he needed his marketing to represent his clientele, not what he necessarily wanted his clientele to look like or what he looked like. And so yeah. and we've had this conversation here when we redesigned Pulse's websites and things like that. We, wanna, we want our marketplace... To have a, as clear of an image and understanding of what it's like being inside this facility without them actually being inside this facility. Very true. So at the end of the day, if you run a gym, if you run a normal training facility and your clientele is gen pop, why do you have bikini models in, you know, their on stage clothing and shirtless men all over your website when that's not what your clientele looks like and that's ah, not the clients that you serve. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. You know, and this came up not that long ago where, where there was this marketing company out there kind of just boilerplating these templated funnels for gyms. And 
I don't know. I, I looked at some of them. There was a client that had a coaching call with me, uh, like a discovery call. Mm-hmm. I think you were busy. I took it. Anyways, I, I got into her um, marketing, what she's doing, and I looked at it, and there was, sure enough, it was like that stock image of the of the girl with like tiny shorts and a little sports bra doing a plank or a push-up or something. And I was like, is this the... I mean, not knowing much about our business, I was sure. like, is it, so th- this is the kind of clients in your gym? Because there are plenty of gyms that have that, that clientele, but she's like, no, it's not. I'm like, who's your clients? Well, it's like, you know, moms and dads looking to lose 30, 40 pounds, over 40. Okay, well, this has to change. That does not speak to that client. This has to change. You're going to scare the crap out of those people. There you go. The mindset aspect of it. What is that message sending to somebody who is the mom and pop looking to lose 40 pounds? If they're on your website and they're seeing this is who you're serving, do you think that they want to walk in and join your semi-private group working out next to these individuals? The answer is it's hurting more than it's helping. Absolutely. Sure. You're going to find those people that are like motivated by that and they don't look, but let's, let's talk about tiny percentage. Yeah. You're scaring people off. Like stop doing that guys. Just think about it. Put yourself in the shoes of the people you're trying to attract. That's probably the biggest thing is, is getting out of our own way. It's often, and it's not a bad thing. Fitness has always had a stigma around, you know, big egos, shirtless, Mm -hmm. you know, the shirtless trainer guy and, all of this thing, but that's not who people want to buy from anymore. That's not going to be the sustainable, long-term, big brand, self-sustaining business. Again, tiny fraction of the marketplace. If you're trying to play a law of averages and be as successful as possible, speak to the people you're trying to serve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the honest truth is the, the people you're looking to serve, if you're serving who we're speaking of, they're scared. I don't know. I mean, I've had people in the parking lot, afraid to get out of their car for the first time. And it takes everything they can just to walk in because they think they're going to be the most out of shape person. Yeah, I'm going to be judged. I'm going to get judged. I'm not going to be able to, I'm going to embarrass myself when I start working out here because I'm not going to be out of shape. You got to lower the barrier. And if, you, if you're if you showing the the shirtless, you know, selfies and stuff like that, it's just, this, it's hurting more than it's helping. Does it help some people? Yeah. It's sure. not, there's always a, an exception to the rule, but you're hurting more. So let's just think about it from that aspect. If I'm looking to attract the majority of the people and maybe 3% of them are motivated and 97% wouldn't be, let's let's look at the 97%, yeah. right? But no, don't turn your marketing off. I mean, that's really what this topic's about is to stop, not stop, you know, being out there. And understanding, even on the smallest scale, when a campaign wins, it wins. And that doesn't mean shut it off. If we look through the hard numbers we were talking about before this, you could spend a hundred bucks and make 150. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean, oh, I didn't get 5,000. It's a loss. No, it's a return on investment. Right. If you sit on a, at a, a poker table and you throw out a hundred dollar chips and you leave with 200, are you complaining that you didn't get 5,000? No, you're happy because you made a hundred dollars more than you sat down with. Marketing is the same thing every single time. It's multiplying capital. Multiplying capital. We talked about it. Yeah, that was the first kind of opener of this uh, episode is, look, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a dollar fifty off a dollar or $5 off a dollar. You're still coming out ahead. You still want to lose. Hey, guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. 
So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. And, you know, I think one of the best things, when you can get to a point to where you're self-liquidating your front-end offers with with your first month's return and everything after that's profit, that's an absolute win. Let me, let me explain that a little bit better. If I can run marketing, let's just say it's for an $89 trial. Okay. That's, that's our kind of standard here. If I can run my marketing at a zero, net zero or a slight gain, if I invest an $89 to get $89 back, well, that's a wash. It's mm-hmm. a zero, it's called a self-liquidating offer, meaning I can spend a million dollars and I make a million back, but I've got 50,000 new clients out of it. My return's happening after that first month or that first initial two week offering. Offer, sure. So now I'm looking at it like, well, I'm self-liquidating the offer over and over, making the money back right away within the first week of running it. Don't turn it off. <laughs> you know, maybe it didn't make you 10 grand the first week, but made your money back. And that's the best position to be in Absolutely. self-liquidation. Absolutely. And we talk about it all the time, the lifetime value of a client. If that client, if we know that that two, two weeks for $89 is just the beginning that client's potentially worth five, six, seven thousand dollars. Yep. An eighty-nine dollar cost per acquisition isn't anything. Well, it's really zero. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, you just a, you you have netted it out. Yeah, you netted it out. You, let's uh, let's say it was a free trial. Sure. You know, let's say you went into the hole and you spent eighty-nine dollars to get somebody into the gym who did a free trial. Yep. And now you converted them into a membership, guys. It's still a winning campaign yeah. because the cost and the return on the investment is still there. Yeah. Period. End that, of story. I mean, that's it. Yeah. Stop. I think the folks that maybe got spoiled early, let's just say 15, mm-hmm. 14, 15, 16 in the uh, Facebook spend, uh, you know, spend 500, make 5,000, 10x returns, 20x returns on on their investment. So you, you kind of got spoiled then. And so now if you get a 2x, 3x return, you kind of feel like that's a loss. Yeah. Like, what are we really talking about here? Yeah. And unfortunately, that's a lot of, as we made the transition out of lead generation, that was consistently the call. That was consistent. Well, how many clients are you going to get me out of this? Or can I get it for that spend or that cost? And anytime it was, you know, these are trial clients. We have no control on how long they're going to stay in the business, right? It's up to you. But having, yeah. having to help educate the gym owner on a winning campaign when it's focused on trial members was it was a big undertaking because everybody was we were spoiled guys it was stealing tim and i were sitting here it was insane with the clients that we were helping it was 24 7 i mean every minute on the it was insane clients were buying stuff all of the time yep but that is that was again we were spoiled the marketplace has changed the cost per impression on facebook 
has gone up 25% per quarter since its inception as an ad platform. Last time I did the math, I can't take a $400 ad spend and tell my clients now they need to spend 20 times that in order for the same results. So as the marketplace got more expensive, cost per acquisition got a little bit higher, clients wanted the same result, but if you're not willing to spend the same money for the same result, we can't do the same yeah, thing. Yeah. And so we just had to realign kind of our well, understanding the, well, of Well, the it. thing I'm proud of, of of ourselves is that we pressed the gas as hard as we could at the time because we knew how good it was. We talked about it all the we time. Knew, we knew how good it was where a lot of people were, still didn't. We knew, we're like, this is ridiculous. And I think you had to be in business for four or five or six years before that to understand that how good that was. There's people that opened up their gyms in 2016 and 2015 that think that's the way it always was, mm -hmm. but it wasn't. And I think I kind of explained that to everybody we were speaking to. This isn't going to last forever. Yeah. And you need to double down, triple down, quadruple down to get your as many clients out of this as possible. And so when you do find another profitable marketing source, like I have, which we won't speak to, you got to go all in. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you? Why yeah. wouldn't you go in? Well, even to that point, when you have a winning ad campaign, even on a platform like Facebook, if you know you're making a profitable return, don't be afraid to throw a few more bucks at it and scale it. Mm -hmm. That is how you scale a campaign. If you see success, if the numbers are there, if there's a profitable return, Put more money in the front end, you get more money in the back. These are fixed percentages. Sure. I mean, this is how we used to take our clients and get them those successful numbers was because we had the ads, you know, the ad spend to be able to throw towards it. it we don't start with your full ad spend, throw it all in there and say, hey, I hope this works. No. You know, we start small and we scale from there. Once we've seen success, once the data and the numbers tell you, but that's now you have to. I had just had a conversation with our clients today, our coaching clients on momentum. You guys have it. Run hard right now. Yep. Yep. Right now, because tomorrow or next week or whatever changes, it, it'll, it'll change. It, it will, something is going to change. There's one thing that always changes, and it's change. It's going to change. <laughs> that stays consistent. <laughs> stays the consistent, one thing yeah. that stays consistent is change. <laughs> Nothing stays the same forever. So no. when you do find that winning campaign, yeah, double down, triple down, scale it put all your eggs in that basket for that time being and run it hard. So guys, girls, if you're out there and you're reopening and you're thinking about what do I do? Well, first off, go to maybe those staple campaigns. I had uh, one of the, I'll just kind of spill the beans on this one a little bit on the fitness grow summit that uh, I did the recordings on and, you know, it was kind of like a four step, how to get yourself out of the hole. Yeah. Kinda, well, it's the answer to the question that the whole topic is. The very first thing uh, the guy was talking about was like, let's go find some paid in fulls right now. Let's generate some revenue and set a goal. Maybe it's 10 grand. I want to get 10 grand. So how do I get 10 grand? I get some paid in full packages. Maybe you sell them out like a 20, 30% discount. If they buy now all in, call it Black Friday, call it flash sale, yeah. whatever it is. Take that 10 grand and now you multiply the capital and start running hard on the marketing. And the thing he was talking about was, you know, some type of challenge. And what I was laughing about on the the interview today was 10 years ago, challenges were then. 10 years ago or 10 years from now, there's going to be challenges. And, and why is that? Why do challenges or short-term programs, why do they still work? Even though some market's been destroyed oh, by, the, yeah. by the, the, the bait and switch style. But what I'm saying is the challenge, the concept of a start date, end date, specific amount of time, specific amount of training sessions, all inclusive, set price point. Why do those work? 
The answer is, wouldn't it be nice if people would just get off the couch on their own, walk into your gym and say, I need your help because they realize they're self-motivated. If that was the case, everybody would be walking around with six pack abs and everybody would be self-motivated. What they, what they need is that thing. They need the thing to get them to say, yeah, I can do that thing and then I'm going to do it. So yeah, call it a challenge, call it a 21, 30 day, whatever it is, it's all the same damn thing. We used to call them bracketed programs. Yeah. And, and what we meant by the bracket of program is like you have everything you need within the brackets. And that's your start date, end date, cost, X amount of sessions, what your nutrition plan looks like, what your accountability, what your schedule was. It was all in the brackets. And somebody looks at that and like, yeah, I can do that because they, they know when the start and the end is. Yeah, it's like a it's almost like bite size mm-hmm. result. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not overwhelming to the the person that's getting off the couch and looking for that ultimate change. Mm-hmm. But scarcity, urgency moves them into action. Now they see something that's tangible or it's, it's realistic for them, yep. right? It's not an overcommitment like an annual program is yeah. yet or something. And and then the other psychology comes in and the try before you buy aspect. And now it's your opportunity to over deliver on this client's experience and turn them into a long-term paying client. Yep. And that's where you get your return. So we'll end on this. We'll end on this, guys. We always... We use this same analogy, and I guess this doesn't really fit into the ending, but this is I want something I want to mention. When you're looking at marketing, you're looking at how much should I be willing to spend to acquire a client. You have to understand what the client's worth. Yes. And you have to go backwards and look at your data from your years in business or six months in business, or at least if you have longer term data, like 10 years of data, that would be even better. Massive. And I can say, of all of my clients, on average, they spend this with me. And that's on average. And so now I know, let's just say you've had 5,000 clients over 10 years. And on average, they spent $3,800 with you or $4,000 with you. What would you be willing to buy? And we always kind of relate this to a bar of gold. Like the bar of gold's worth $4,000. That's what your client's worth. What would you be willing to buy that bar of gold for? If somebody came up to you and put the bar of gold on a table and said, hey, this bar of gold is worth $4,000. Will you buy it for $1,000? You know, most, most, well, if I said $600, you'd probably say yes. If I said 1,000, you might start wondering, but really think about that. 1,000 in, 4,000 out, I think that's a deal. So hey, anything- I'm, I'm buying that at 3,500, by the way. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, realistically, right guys, there's a return on investment built into it right in front of you. It's, it's hard math. Yeah. And just look at your clients the same way. I mean, not not to say that clients are just numbers. They, I mean, to your business, they are because the P and L is just looking at numbers. Don't care. It's what are you willing to buy the client? And that's what you're doing. You're buying customers, buying customers at a profit. And that's the end of the day. That's what what you're doing in marketing, multiplying capital, buying customers at a profit. Don't stop marketing, guys. Until next time, keep changing lives. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Built to Grow podcast. And if you're not subscribed already, be sure to do that right now by clicking the subscribe button on Apple iTunes. And if you enjoy this episode, we'd love it if you do us a quick favor, rate and review the podcast. See, this lets the platform know that we're doing something right and people like the content. It would be a huge help and we'd be extremely grateful. And if you're interested in growing your fitness business as well, go ahead and head on over to timlyonsbook.com and pick up a free copy of my book, Built to Grow. Until next time, keep building something great.